Good morning. As always, we begin our worship in the Book of Common Prayer on page 3. From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, and in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95, found on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of his hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swore in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 36 can be found on page 383. My heart showeth me the wickedness of the ungodly, that there is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flattereth himself in his own sight, until his abominable sin be found out. The words of his mouth are unrighteous and full of deceit. He hath left off to behave himself wisely, and to do good. He imagineth the mischief upon his bed, and hath set himself in no good way. Neither doth he abhor anything that is evil. Thy mercy, O Lord, reacheth unto the heavens, and thy faithfulness unto the clouds. The righteousness standeth like the strong mountains. Thy judgments are like the great deep. Thou, Lord, shalt say both man and beast, How excellent is thy mercy, O God! And the children of men shall put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be satisfied with the plenteousness of thy house, and thou shalt give them drink of thy pleasures, as out of the river. For with thee is the well of life, and in thy light we shall see light. O oh, continue forth thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness unto them that are true of heart. O oh, let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the ungodly cast me down. There are they fallen, all that work wickedness. They are cast down and shall not be able to stand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
Here beginneth the ninth chapter of the book of Proverbs. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has set out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come eat of my bread and drink of my wine. I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live, and go in the way of understanding. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knows nothing. For she sits at the door of her house, on a seat by the highest places of the city, to call to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant, but he does not know that the dread dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of hell. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedict says, Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the first chapter of the book of Philippians. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. Most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectations and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so now only Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain, but if I live on in flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor, yet what shall I choose I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Here endeth the second lesson. The Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us, 
in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform his, the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, our only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people, and grant us thy peace all the days of our life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. I'm going to, I'll begin with the colic. As you know, many of our Anglican colics are inherited from the Latin Rite worship of pre-Reformation England. 
This particular one began with a 6th century Latin colic and was picked in the 8th century by Alcan of York after he left England to be the leading theologian in the court of Charlemagne. As with any Anglican or Roman colic, it has three parts. It begins with the address to God, usually, in, as in this case, to God the Father. In the final part, the colic either invokes here, uh, as here, the name of Jesus Christ, or sometimes the Holy Trinity. The middle part has two phrases. First, it asks, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people. Second, it asks that God grant us thy peace all the days of our life. And so the first theme we'll find um, in our psalm, and in the second theme we'll find um, in the New Testament reading. The middle part of this week's colic leads to the second part of today's psalm. Psalm 36 begins with four verses about the ways of the ungodly who flatter, lie, and imagine mischief, and do not abhor anything that is evil. The remaining eight verses are more consistent with the main theme of the other Psalms of David, praising God for his righteousness, mercy, and generosity. The final three verses conclude with David's supplications, i.e. his petitions, to God. O continue forth thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness unto them that are true of heart. O let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the ungodly cast me down. There are they fallen, all that work wickedness. They are cast down and shall not be able to stand. For our Old Testament lesson today, we have two excerpts from chapter 9 of Proverbs. The first six verses are what the New King James editors labeled the invitation of wisdom, while the last six verses of this chapter are labeled the invitations of folly. As throughout wisdom, as throughout Proverbs, wisdom and foolishness are described not as a thing, but as a woman. Andrew Knowles, previously the canon theologian for Chelmsford Cathedral near London, nicely summarizes this chapter this way. Solomon describes wisdom and folly as like hosts inviting people to dine. The food and drink which wisdom offers are understanding and the fear of the Lord. Even the simplest people are invited most warmly to share them. Folly, by contrast, is slovenly and ignorant. Her food and drink are exciting only because they are stolen. Hers is an invitation as old as the serpents to Eve in Genesis 3, and the consequences are the same. Finally, for our New Testament, we are on the second day of Philippians. One of the prison epistles, Paul is writing in part because of his gratitude to the church at Philippi, which sent money to support him while he was in prison. In the first half of today's passage, Paul explains that he accepts his imprisonment as a consequence of his ministry pre preaching the gospel of Christ. However, he's frustrated that from prison he can't correct the false teachers of the gospel, those who have the wrong motives. N.T. Wright speculates that these false teachers are ordinary pagans who've heard what all the fuss is about and are talking about it on the street. In the second half, Paul expresses his ambivalence between the two likely outcomes of this imprisonment release back into the world, or execution. As most readers might expect, the former outcome means that he can continue his ministry, and he also expresses the joy that he would have if he could return to the Philippians. However, he seems to endorse the latter outcome in verse 23. 
For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. While it doesn't explicitly describe the afterlife, the hints of what await a faithful servant of Christ is one of the earliest explanations of what happens to a Christian believer upon death. Paul's words are the seed of why we know that, like Paul, we have a much better future ahead of us after we leave this mortal coil. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, who by thy death didst take away the sting of death, grant unto us thy servants so to fall in faith where thou hast led the way, that we may at length fall asleep peacefully in thee, and awake up after thy likeness, through thy mercy, who liveth with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you for um, Brett and Deacon Bob for making this morning's worship possible. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you, Joel. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Thanks, Thank you, Joel. Thank you, everyone. Bye, kiddos.